Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Ways of Virtue. I'm your host, Roland Morales. As always, I want to give a shout out to my wonderful wife, Jennifer, who makes everything possible that I do. Thank you, Jennifer. I love you so much. Today's episode is a summary of a report that can be found on the Oklahoma Grand Lodge website. This report is entitled, It's About Time, and was conducted in 2004 at the request of the Conference of Grand Masters of North America. The report committee sought to focus on the need for public awareness about masonry, and they recognized the fact that previous reports and efforts did little to increase public awareness of masonry. By now, it's obvious that participation in masonry has been on a decline for the last several decades. Prior to World War II, it was common for three generations of men from the same household to be members of the fraternity. This is no longer the norm in masonry. Year after year at annual communications, we learn about the decline of membership in our jurisdiction of Oklahoma. According to the Masonic Service Organization or Association, Oklahoma has seen a drop in membership from 18,210 members in 2018 to 15,642 members in 2023. And an overall drop of 42,515 members over the last 30 years. According to the Oklahoma Historical Society, membership in Oklahoma peaked in 1958 with approximately 86,000 members. What has caused this decline in membership, not only in Oklahoma, but throughout North America? The It's About Time study cites four reasons. First, the committee reported that we are in a downward cycle. If this is true, then it stands to reason that at some point we will experience an upward cycle. Secondly, the study recognizes that we lost the Vietnam generation. The counterculture prevalent in this area was, quote, turned off by anyone over 35. To this group, any organization that embraced traditional values was distrusted, end quote. However, membership numbers continued to decline in the years following. Third, our busy lifestyles contribute to the decline in membership. Dual-income families now find it difficult to commit to activities outside their workday. Husbands and wives simply want to spend time together, not to mention with their children and their busy schedules. So how do we attract members back into the fraternity and attract potential members? How do we get men to recognize masonry as a means to improve themselves? As a wise principal once told me, be the teacher whose classroom students would want to be in even when they didn't have to. Fourth, the study recognizes that men no longer join any organization the way they used to. They don't follow their father's or grandfather's footsteps. In fact, all volunteer 
organizations have experiencing declining membership. Even local parent-teacher associations have seen a decline in participation. We've discussed that Masonic membership has steadily decreased over the last five or six decades. But how is that possible when there's a higher number of Masonic age men over that same period? So the decline in membership is not the problem. As the study points out, the decline is only a symptom of a much larger problem. Masonry has lost its identity over the years. In fact, the study points out two major issues, the loss of Masonic identity and a lack of energy invested in Masonry. I quote, As Masons, we have taken our fraternity's identity for granted, and we have allowed the general public to forget how important we are to the fabric of society. We forget that what we do for each other, our lives, and ourselves enriches the quality of life for our families and communities, unquote. So this begs the question, how do we establish our Masonic identity? Notice I didn't say reestablish, because to revert back to how we identified to ourselves in the past will not serve the fraternity, our families, or our communities in the present nor in the future. Very seldom does someone ask me outright if I'm a Mason. Why is this? I don't know this for a fact, but I often hear, as I'm sure that many of you do, that in the 1940s and 50s, almost anyone in any given community knew someone who was a Mason. Earlier, I stated that the study saw Masonry in a downward cycle. This suggests that there is a pattern, and the committee asks themselves several questions. One, what has Freemasonry done in the past? According to the study, Masonry in the 1700s was considered an elite organization, consisting of enlightened thinkers and shaping contemporary thought. It is even said that President and Most Worshipful Grandmaster Harry Truman encouraged men to join the fraternity before going to war. Men of the past joined Masonry because their father or grandfather were Masons. They joined not because of what Masonry could do for them, but for what Masonry could do in them. The same is mostly true today, just at a smaller scale than in the past. Two, what is currently happening within the fraternity? Recall that this study was conducted almost 20 years ago. And in 2004, the committee recognized several things. That there is a slight movement towards wanting to educate the public about the fraternity. There is a recognition that traditional means have failed to increase public awareness. The inclusion of family members at Masonic events has produced mixed results. Masonry no longer identifies as an elite organization, one that is sought out. There are disagreements regarding financial commitments to Masonic buildings 
and charitable obligations versus the starting of new programs, such as education or perhaps even beginning new traditional observance lodges. The study also recognized that current Masons do not understand the true meaning of our fraternity. And finally, the study recognized that there is too much reliance on historical Masonic figures that in fact inhibits achieving contemporary significance. Third, the study asked, how does the public perceive Freemasonry today? In our world, information is instantly available with technology. One might ask, why should I leave my home and go to a meeting when I can get what I want or need in the palms of my hands? How do we as a fraternity compete with this instant gratification? The study argues, and I agree, that the general public is either confused about what masonry is or simply oblivious to the fact that we still exist. Masonry just isn't present in everyday life like it was in the past. However, through the efforts of several brothers in our area, and I'm sure in yours, through efforts like Adopta Streets and Biz Advance and other fundraising endeavors, this seems to be changing. The fourth question the study asks is, what is the desired image or identity of Freemasonry? The study pointed out several ideals, and I list them, to build a community based on shared Masonic values, to provide a positive environment for personal growth, to encourage education, the sharing of ideas, and open discussion in Lodge, the growing of leadership ability, establishing the relevance of Masonic values to contemporary life, and the advocating of concern for the well-being of other Masons and their families. To achieve these goals, we must become an organization dedicated to self-improvement. We must encourage and celebrate individual excellence, as this benefits the organization. We must be an organization built on trust. Stephen Covey, in his book, The Speed of Trust, states that trust is the one thing that changes everything. We must not only be visible in a community, but by our actions communicate that we are an organization that will improve the lives not only of men, but their families. To quote the study, Masonry cannot be kept inside the individual. It is a philosophy of fraternity that must be shared in action through numerous experiences which are lodge-based, personal, and professional. End quote. To continue to look at the study, what does Freemasonry offer its members in the 21st century? And who needs to be made aware of the message of Freemasonry? It has been said many times that Masonry is needed today more than ever. Why? Well, because we offer a way to build a, and live a principled life rooted in, quote, integrity, diversity, inquiry, community, and vitality, unquote. Masons themselves need to be educated on this. Only then can we educate potential members and the public. Once this is accomplished, we can attract members who want to live fulfilling lives. 
a life rich in brotherhood. When we have an abundance of compassion and understanding for each other, then we have that classroom that students don't want to miss. Moving forward is a challenge facing us today. This is a very moment in our this very moment in our organization. I wish I had the opportunity to speak of members of previous generations and ask them if they had these same conversations and ask themselves these same questions. Perhaps they allowed themselves simply to rely on the success of previous generations. Whether they did or not matters not now to us. We must move beyond relying on having the square and compass on our vehicles or shirts or ties or a ring to symbolize our fraternity. We must individually be the symbols of the great values that masonry offers to teach. This is why the opening and closing charges are so vitally important to us. We each have a personal journey that led us to where we are at this moment. Some of us have had to chip away more than others the rough edges of ourselves. The It's About Time study lists several tangible and intangible resources that are available to us in order to take steps forward. I encourage you to read this report. But our greatest resource is ourselves. Let us always remember William Preston's words, quote, By the rough Ashler, we are reminded of our rude and imperfect state by nature. By the perfect Ashler, that state of perfection at which we hope to arrive by a virtuous education, our own endeavors, and the blessing of God, end quote. Although this report is titled, It's About Time, consider what that means to you. Read the report. You may think that the study means that it's about time we do something to preserve our wonderful fraternity. On the other hand, you may think that doing something to preserve this fraternity is all about having time. My brothers, it's probably a little bit of both. Let's move from it's about time to the time is now to if not now, when? To if not us, who? I have little doubt that tough conversations will take place. Difficult decisions will have to be made. We can no longer rely on, well, that's been tried. Or, why should we do this anymore? Because in the final words of the report, I quote, we have not a moment to lose. Thank you, brothers everywhere. I encourage you to read the report. Again, it can be found on the Grand Lodge of Oklahoma website under resources and downloads. I look forward to speaking to each and every one of you and hearing your suggestions for future shows and episodes. And until then, my brethren, may the God of love and peace delight to dwell with and bless you.